Welcome to Thoughts in the Market. I'm Andrew Sheets, Chief Cross-Asset Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about trends across the global investment landscape and how we put those ideas together. It's Friday, May 1st at 2 p.m. in London. April 2020 is likely to go down as one of the weakest months for the economy and one of the best months for stock markets in the last 50 years. That apparent disconnect between what the economy is doing and what financial markets are doing has been getting a lot of attention from the investors I speak to. I wanted to talk today about why it might not be as unusual as it initially appears and also what would worry us about this divergence. While the stock market and the economy are often mentioned in the same breath, they're fundamentally different things. The stock market is an attempt to value all of a company's earnings from now well into the future. And that process is amplified by fear, greed, and other psychology that moving prices and large amounts of money always bring. The economy, meanwhile, is usually felt and framed by what is happening right now. Do I have a job? Do I feel confident about making purchases? How easily can I afford the goods that I need to get by? That difference in time frame is extremely important. Because the economy is what's happening now, while stock markets are looking ahead, markets usually lead the economy. Looking back at the last recession during the financial crisis, stock markets began to fall about four months before the recession started, and then they bottomed three months before it ended. Instead, stock markets are often much more sensitive to the trajectory of the economy rather than its absolute level. Indeed, returns for stocks and corporate bonds are often worse when economic data is good but starting to weaken, and conversely, returns have often been best when that same economic data is weaker than normal but starting to improve. April's moves make a little bit more sense in that context. Because April should represent the lows for economic activity, according to our economists, the coming months, by definition, should see improvement in the economic data. The market, once again, may simply be leading the economy. And of course, this is before any consideration for the enormous support that central banks are currently providing. Our economists estimate that the Federal Reserve and European Central Bank together could buy about $6 trillion worth of securities this year. That's almost double the entire amount of government and corporate debt that we expect to be issued on a net basis, and certainly represents another reason why the market could deviate some from those underlying economic signals. In summary, we see April's moves consistent with past periods where markets led the economy and cared more about the coming change to economic growth than the level of that growth. For markets to hold these gains, keeping that change positive is essential. We think the biggest risk is not that the recovery is slow, but rather a scenario where growth weakens again, perhaps later this year, which would mean that the positive rate of economic change is no longer in place. For this reason, perhaps somewhat counterintuitively, we think a slower, more cautious reopening for the economy could actually be better for markets than a faster and more rapid one. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy Thoughts of the Market, please take a moment to rate and review us on the Apple Podcasts app. It helps more people find the show. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.